안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. Today I'd like to talk about God's ideal family and the kingdom of the peaceful ideal world too from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. God's ideal family and the kingdom of the peaceful ideal world too. Within such a family, God is the vertical subject of your conscience, and your conscience is the vertical subject of your body. Thus, unity with God brings your mind and body into unity. Family members who have established that vertical access with God can then perfect the four realms of love and heart, parental love, conjugal love, children's love, and siblings' love. That family links all directions, above and below, front and rear, right and left. They revolve around each other in everlasting spherical motion. This is God's everlasting model ideal family, which expands to ideal model nations and his peace kingdom. If only the entire world were filled with such true families, it would be an orderly world where people govern themselves by the heavenly way and heavenly laws, with no need for lawyers, prosecutors, or even judges. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, our bondage to the lineage of Satan has caused immeasurable suffering throughout history. Let us now boldly step forth to sever it and be grafted onto the root of the lineage of the true parents. Why should we foolishly continue to live and die as wild olive trees? A wild olive tree, even if it lives a thousand years, will only continue producing the seeds of more wild olive trees. Where can we find the path to escape this vicious cycle? Yes. God is the vertical subject of your conscience. If your conscience unites with God and dominates the body, it brings your mind and body into unity. The place where mind and body unity is established is where the four great realms of love and four great realms of heart, parental love, conjugal love, children's love and siblings' love are perfected. That family links all directions, above and below and front and rear and right and left. They revolve around each other in, in uh, everlasting uh, spherical motion. This is God's everlasting model ideal family, which expands to ideal model nation and his peace kingdom. Therefore, the beginning of God's model ideal family, ideal model nation, and peaceful ideal kingdom is to establish God as the vertical subject of our conscience. The second most important thing is to boldly cut off the satanic lineage on the foundation of the vertical standard of my conscience and be grafted into the root of the true parents, true lineage. Fallen human beings are wild olive trees, right? 
A wild olive tree, even if it lives a thousand years, will only continue producing the seed of the more wild olive trees. That's why always we need to think about that. Am I a wild olive tree or other? Am I a really true olive tree? So even though we receive the blessings, still to not remove our fallen nature, that means still I am still, you know, under the lineage of the wild olive trees. Therefore, a branch of the wild olive tree must be cut off and grafted onto the true olive tree. Who is the original, original true olive tree? They are our true parents. That's why we need to completely deny ourselves and unite with the true parents and through receiving the blessing and remove original sin and remove our all kind of fallen nature. And then we can finally become true olive trees. Leaving divine principle. And uh, today, uh, human history is the history of the providence of restoration centered on trends in history of conflict. Let's study EDP. Trends in the history of conflict. Third, examining trends in the history of conflict. Battles over people, territory, and property have continued without interruption, expanding their scope in step with the progress of human society. The scale of these struggles has broadened from the family level to the levels of tribe, society, nation, and world until today. When the democratic world and the communist world confront each other in a final conflict, this final war will be primarily a war of ideologies. Hence, the new truth which can reconcile religion and science will emerge and bring about the unification of the communist and democratic worlds. Yes, let's study Father's word. Human history is the history of the conflict of good and evil. Then, what is the problem? The problem is not history itself, but human beings who move history. Eventually, all problems lead to human beings. We must clearly know that even in terms of ideology, the problem is not the trend of the ideology, but the people who put a theory into practice. From the viewpoint of the trend of history, we can see the good and evil have continuously fought back and forth. If human beings hadn't fallen, there wouldn't have been conflict between good and evil. Because of the human fall, the conflict between good and evil occurred. Continue. Originally, Goodness should have been the center of history, but evil became the center of history instead. And goodness should have started first, but evil was done first. Besides, goodness should have been over evil, but evil has been over goodness. Thus, the struggle to restore such a fallen world into the original state is the origin of the history of conflict, which has continued until today. Yes, continue. Then what must we do? We must find out the way to restore ourselves to our original proper position. 
That must be our primary purpose. That is none other than God's greatest goal in the providence. In other words, the ultimate thing that both God and we must do is to restore ourselves to our original state through the process of history or through the course of the providence of restoration. The person who can do this task will dominate history. Only such a person can fulfill the mission of the new era in the providential course and turn fallen history toward the proper direction. Therefore, we can deduce that history will form a turning point where good and evil intersect with such a person at its center. Yes. What is the most troubling? What is the most troubling thing about history that has flowed by so far? The problem is not history itself, but human being who move history. In the end, it is human responsibility of those who move uh, history to make a history of good or history of evil. Because of the human's fault, the conflict between good and evil occurred. Originally, goodness should have been the center of history, but evil became the center of history instead. And goodness should have started first, but evil was done first. Thus, the struggle to restore such a fallen world into the original state is the origin of the history of conflict, which has continued until today. Then, ultimately, what must we do? We must restore ourselves to our original proper position centered on goodness. We know that this is the greatest goal that God and man must fulfill. My brothers and sisters, in the end, the person who can put or can put on end to the battle between good and evil and bring about the, a world of good will dominate history. Only such a person can fulfill the mission of the new era in the providential cause and turn fallen history toward the proper direction. Therefore, we can deduce we can deduce that history will form a turning point where good and evil intersect. With such a person as uh, uh, with such a person at each center, therefore we must go forward with a sense of the uh, subjectivity that we must change history on the foundation of true parents' victory. We must recognize right away that history does not change us but that we are the subject that changes history. Without this sense of the ownership, the history of the sin cannot be cleared in last days. That's why I loved our family pledge when we recite the family pledge from the beginning as the owner of the Chanilgu, as the owner of the Chanilgu. Who can change human history? Who is really seriously responsible for as the owner of the Chanilgu. If you are owner of the Chanilgu, if you're taking ownership, if you have the sense of the ownership, then can change history. Okay? Not centering on evil, centering on God. Then who can change America history centering on God's providence? 
Of course, true parents laid the incredible foundation. There, there were so many continental directors, so many national leaders, so many so regional leaders, central leaders who can change American history. It's up to our own portion of responsibility. You know, to be responsible for that, you need to have the, you know, you need to have the ownership. You need to have the sense of the ownership, taking ownership. If you become the subject, subjectivity of the ownership, then can change our family history, our tribal history, our people's history, our nation's history, even the change the world according to you know the sense of the, our ownership. That's why I'm seriously thinking that since I became continental director in America. You know, can I can I really change American history, our church history, even the history of the nation? True parents made that kind of changing history. Jesus created incredible turning point from evil history to God's history. How about us? I really thank our true parents. And the true parents gave us the responsibility as the messiahship, tribal messiahship. That means you need to carry on your own portion of responsibility on behalf of the true parents as the messiah, tribal messiah. So your main job is to change your tribal history centering on your own mission as the tribal messiah. That you are, without taking ownership, you cannot change human history. Then how will we change history specifically? True parents say that all blessed families should fulfill their heavenly tribal messiah mission. The heavenly tribal messiah mission is to put an end to history of evil until now and to create a new uh, village, a new city, a new state, a new, new country centered on true parents in the region you are responsible for. My brother, since we are talking about human history, history of the conflict of the good and evil, right? So who can change history? Do not think that continental director. Do not think national leader. Do not think each sub-regional leader. You are the one. I am the one who changed, you know, our history, our national history, our tribal history, okay, our family history. Then you have to be a, you have to be a, you know, ownership. You need to take ownership. Then we can change human history, right? Today's youth ministry, how do I evoke? my spontaneous heart. This is also quite important content. And then this content, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, relate to yesterday content continuously. Yesterday we are uh, talking about uh, my offering, one of the holy song, the title is uh, my offering, right? Uh, please have any, uh, have any honey read this content of the holy song, my offering. My offering. Now I have come to know I've truly come to know, Father, how your heart is filled with tears. For your altar stands and waits for an offering never made. He cries through all the ages, for still no offering comes. Our Father cries in loneliness, for he cannot share his heart. 
Now I have come to know, I've truly come to know, Father, now I know your blessed grace, for you raised me from the darkness and gave to me new life. I live and stand before you, but now you cry again. My father has to say to me, go and die now in my place. Now pledging I will go, determined I will go. Father, now I'm changing to your way. For no other will I follow, but go my father's way. Upon your waiting altar, I kneel without a word. My life shall be the sacrifice. I will faithfully obey. Yes. And based on his uh, holy song, let's uh, study more detail. Yeah, please. How to educate children from the perspective of pure obedience. If you think of yourself as heavenly fathers and sincerely believe it, your heart will be evoked spontaneously. Reluctantly following orders is not obedience. Listening to orders and doing them is something that can't be helped. My original mind is not very happy when I hear an order. Therefore, even when we raise our children, we shouldn't do so by giving commands. When raising children, you must help them to do things willingly. It is the role of parents to let their children know the heart of their parents and willingly do things on their own. When children serve their parents from the heart, it is true obedience. However, those who follow orders dutifully and obeys without joy is a servant. A servant does something just because they are told to. One of the great attributes of pure obedience is joy. Therefore, if something is done with joy and willingness, it becomes perfect obedience. Obedience is always accompanied by joy. When we do things because it cannot be helped, our hearts don't rejoice. We are not happy when we wake up because someone wakes us up. However, if we wake up on our own and do something, our hearts are happy. So the mother has a lot of research on how her children can evoke themselves. Therefore, the mother's heart and the child's heart must have good give and receive action. It is obvious that parents should set an example first in order for their kids to learn to voluntarily obey. If you order the kids, hey, get up, eat, and study, it's not pleasing. When the mother wakes the children up by force, the children get irritated and cry. Therefore, the heart must be motivated by joy. Pure obedience is going to church with the desire to go to church. However, going to church just because it is Sunday is not pure obedience. That was done because it couldn't be helped. Yes. Good leaders are those who lead people to voluntarily evoke themselves. The way to raise children well in the family is to educate them to evoke themselves through feeling happy and grateful. What is important in the life of faith is to instill faith in the object pattern. That faith is to treat yourself 
as heavenly fathers. If you sincerely think of yourself as God's and believe in it, your heart will come out voluntarily. The reason your heart does not come out voluntarily is that you don't have absolute faith that you belong to the Father. If the belief that you belong to the Father is ideological, then spiritual strength will not come out. If you think of yourself as the Father's conceptually, you listen to orders and follow reluctantly. That is not true obedience. All human beings are not very happy when they hear an order. Therefore, even when we raise our children, we shouldn't do so by giving comments. When raising children, you must always ponder and research how to help them to do things willingly. You know, the four children to voluntarily move their heart, parents must first set an example of serving. Parents must first move others in a life of serving and attending. Either role of the parents to let their children know the heart of their parents and have them willingly, willingly do things on their own when when children serve their parents from the heart, it is a true obedience. However, those who follow orders dutifully and obeys without joy is a servant. A servant does something just because they are told to. One of the great attributes of the pure obedience is what? Joy. Where there is absolute obedience means there is a really willingly, willingly heart and the joy and happiness. Therefore, if something is done with joy and willingness, it becomes a perfect obedience. Therefore, the mother has to do a lot of research, a lot of research on how her children can evoke themselves. Therefore, the mother's heart and the child's heart must have good given receive action. Therefore, the heart must be motivated by joy. Pure evidence is going to church with the desire to go to the church. However, going to church just because it is Sunday is not pure obedience. That's why here, very important thing, obedience always accompanied by joy. We normally do nothing like that, right? Because God's order, true parents' order, central figure's order, no matter what, I absolutely obey. We think that way. That is not obedience. Even though, okay, you, you are, you are, you, are, you know, physically you obey, but your heart is not happy. There is no happiness. There is not real pure obedience. Absolute obedience means willingly, happily, joyfully follow. That is absolute obedience. Next. If you know and treat yourself as belonging to the Father, your spontaneous heart will be evoked. Purely obedient faith means going to church with a happy heart and going to work with a happy heart. However, if I think that I go to work to earn money and feed my family, that is not pure obedience. It is not obedience, but bitterness and suffering. It's not joy. 
Joy must come from my heart. So you must know that the nature of pure obedience must be accompanied by a voluntary heart of joy. Now, do you know the meaning of the words in the Holy Song that say, I will faithfully obey? Again, it means that I know that I belong to heaven and that I am the son or daughter of Heavenly Father. It means that I understand that I do not even have 1% of a concept of self. So, what True Father always emphasizes is that the relationship between God and you is that of parent and child. It means that you came from heavenly parent. Do not forget this, even for a moment, and live treating yourself as belonging to the Father. Yes. From now on, we unificationists must clearly understand the meaning of a purely obedient faith. So when you go to church with joy, and when you go to the walk with joy, that is sincerely obeying your original mind. However, if I think that I go to work to earn my own money and feed, feed my family, that is not pure obedience. There is no joy in what is not true obedience. However, reluctantly obeying a command is not obedience. But suffering and pain, it's not joy. Joy must come from my heart. So you must know that the nature of the pure obedience must be accompanied by a voluntary heart of joy. The words in the Holy Song that say, I will faithfully obey, means that I know that I belong to heaven and that I am the child of the Heavenly Father at first. We know by faith that our relationship with God is that of the parent and child, and later, uh, when we experience that it is true, we start voluntarily uh, obedience. It means that I understand that I do not even have one percent of the concept of self. So what true father always emphasizes that the relationship between God and you is that of parents and child. It means that you came from heavenly parents. Do not forget this even for a moment and leave treating yourself as a belong to heavenly parents. Today, I mentioned very important thing, right? I talk about the how do I evoke my spontaneous heart. Thank you very much. I, I hope everybody have a good day, right? Thank you. I'm Samida. The testimony before we go to breakout rooms, and the testimony will be given by Sun Willa on her work with ACLC. Good morning, oh, Dr. There you are. Brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to share last one year my uh, 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 activities. Uh, first of all, we, uh, you know, we uh, ask my spiritual children to sign up for membership. And uh, they did uh, sign up, uh, 12 families signed the membership. I have responsibility to educate them, family value, and, and they educate their children. And also we have to educate our uh, true parents for them. And then this is a membership. And the next, we uh, in also uh, introduced divine principle, all the divine principle 
but they didn't order for a couple of weeks. So I, I was no patient. I took order and they signed the order and they paid the money. So the families are now studying EDP and the, uh, four ministers among them and the two, uh, you know, they they are uh, we are minister two ministers reading a, a one on one, and the, and the also in the minister uh, ministers they come into our home and yes uh, also one of uh, one of this uh, my uh, blessed couple, uh, Steve he uh, he is the owner's son car dealer's owner's son, uh, one day yeah, he is the left hand side he the beer on it. And then I was visiting him, uh, and we talk about, uh, you know, God and true parents and Jesus and today's uh, Christianity for two hours. And then he told me, uh, I was uh, searching for more deeper truth, and then uh, I was, I want to be close to God. Then he confessed to me, he said, God sent you for me. I'm so grateful. And then I was uh, really happy to uh, you know, give a big smile to him, almost a hugging to him. Uh, he understood my, uh, you know, uh, sharing for him. And he, and then after over two hours, uh, you know, conversation, and then uh, he, uh, uh, I want to give a true parents to, uh, calendar to him. And, uh, and he gave me uh, $50 for uh, one calendar. And then, uh, and then he bought uh, another two people, their employee. So yes, and I want to share uh, with them how true parents, uh, you know, they are, and also valuable true parents. So they hang under their office, their home. Uh, it is it is amazing, it turned out. They don't have any uh, complaint, they, they bought. So I'm so grateful to God, uh, so next. Yes, we are also volunteer for uh, UPF project, uh, Stopping the Violence. So we have a weekly webcast. And we are visiting, we are visiting uh, seven counties and uh, several uh, uh, cities. And we um, are visiting these um, uh, judges. We, we are visiting judges and, uh, and the mayors and we have an opportunity book to share, uh, to show them. And uh, this is a judge. And we blessed him when we introduced uh, uh, stopping the violence. And this is a mayor. We, we blessed him and he invited us for the communist, commissioner's meeting. So we explained that. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, this is a state representative. And we put, we took a, a group picture <laughs> with the mayor. We blessed that day. And uh, we continue doing uh, a blessing and witnessing in uh, 43 days. Uh, we, uh, uh, you know, last week, three couples start 43 days. And, uh, uh, and the week, a few weeks ago, uh, we, uh, we blessed that in the park. This is a group photo, a big family. They are doing um, 
in a picnic. So I bless them all, father, mother, and uh, three sons. Yes, and that day we blessed the six couple totally, uh, total. And this is uh, another family we blessed. Would you like to share something? Our pictures. Uh, sorry, our pictures. Yes, we sending out the morning devotion in Gaudible to mayors and pastors and blessed couples and friends. And um, uh, some pastors, they are teaching through uh, Dr. Young's teachings. Yes, I'm sorry, I, my picture is not showing up, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, she's doing, she's doing uh, several uh, readings weekly with uh, different pastors of different churches uh, also. And, each morning, when uh, um, right away as uh, we finish morning devotion, and she gets she gets out um, um, sends out information to all of her contacts of the morning devotion uh, right away at that time uh, immediately. Some of them will uh, uh, listen to it and read it on their way to work. So she has to get that done early in the first thing in the morning. Um, anything else? Yeah, thank you so much, brothers and sisters. Thank you, uh, Nadia. Thank you, uh, Reverend Kami. Uh, thank you for helping me. I'm so sorry, I couldn't put my foot forward there. <laughs> now it's the coming. Yeah, so thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for your hard work.